All right, and we are live. What is going on, my specialist SPC here? And welcome to the finale of the Talkalorian Live. It's a great day, but man, it's it's also a sad one, you guys. This has been no joke. This has probably been one of the oh man, let's turn that down. Wow, oh, 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 my bad. Anyway, wow, totally ruined the moment there. Too awesome. Yeah, no, guys. Yeah, two of me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> one of me is bad enough. But no, man, this this has probably been one of like my favorite series to do so far here on my channel. This has just been it's been great to do with you guys, being able to talk about this phenomenal series that we were just all fell in love with back. Man. Well, I guess I guess Andy, you fell in love with it a couple weeks before uh, season two, but. <laughs> Still, man, it's it's great. Well, happy to be here, and uh, thanks for having us, man. I appreciate I appreciate it. It's been a sure. fun ride with you guys. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Yeah, I I really do thank you guys. It's, I'll, I will only say it, man. You two are probably like two of the best YouTube friends I got right now. So that's uh, oh oh, Ren, Ren, come here, buddy. It's okay. Virtual hug, overseas. <laughs> Overseas, yeah, that's right. Well, definitely the sentiment is shared. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, so, well, guys, uh, yeah, we're here to just kind of overall talk about the season as a whole, just kind of, you know, what our thoughts were and everything else about the series. And who would like to start? Ooh. Uh Ren, you've been uh, you've been really on. I'm guessing this is well. Of course, this is gonna be spoiler packed. So, Ren, you've been so invested in Thrawn and where we're going with that. I feel like oh, yeah. you've probably got some things to say in the immediate. Well, specifically about the second season, uh, I I feel like it's the one that really opened the doors for to expand the universe of Star Wars on TV. Uh, clearly, with what the others other shows that were announced on the Disney Investors Day, another legendary day to be remembered. And I feel like they did the right thing with doing that in the second season. I feel like the show with its first season created something within Star Wars, of course. It is set in a familiar time, but something that we haven't explored um, before in media, uh, in, in television or film medium. And I, I feel like they've earned that expansion that they invited in the second season mm. show can only get better from now with with its spin-offs and it's um and it's and the other shows that are going to happen concurrently with this it already announced a spin-off which we're going to get this year because 2021 so i'm excited man and and the future of the show leaves me even more excited mm. andy no i i share exactly what ren said i'm just you know one, we've we've clarified this before. We've gone over it. We've run into the ground. I am the least knowledgeable about Star Wars in this podcast, but this just made me so invested in the series and the tangential media. It, it's also just interesting to me because, like, going into this without nearly as much know-how as y'all, it's so cool to see all these like characters I have at least heard of from the extended canon or extended universe like be brought into actual canon. You know, or to see Ahsoka's story fleshed out after her uh, Padawan training, after her, um, after the original trilogy. There's just so much cool stuff that I at least am in the know about that 
I'm getting to see fleshed out like for the first time. So I'm getting to like go back and read it or watch it. And it's just so cool. Yeah. I mean, my thoughts are pretty much the same, man. I mean, even just in general, like, like you buy guys both just said, I mean, the future of star Wars looks really good. I mean, we got the Ahsoka spinoff show. We've got Rangers of the new Republic coming out too. And of course this year we've got uh, the book of Boba Fett coming in December of 2021, which is That's so insane. Insane. Yes. But also now, unfortunately that means that we aren't going to be getting Mando now till 2022. So I'm very, uh, very curious as to how the Boba Fett show is going to make up for us not having Din Djarin and Grogu anymore. Yeah, that is a good point. It's going to be sad not seeing either one of them. But either way, man, the the future of Star Wars couldn't look any better, in my opinion. Mm -mm. It's probably the best it's looked in quite a while. Yeah. I think it could look better if we had one thing more announced. Oh, that boy. is the Ryan Johnson trilogy of Star Wars movies. Uh, I, I'm, I still don't even know if that's going to happen anymore, man. Oh, me neither. I, I don't think so. But but if it was, it would be even better. Well, at least we would have known, you know, he still has it. Because mm-hmm. that's uh, that was one of the things I know I brought up. I think... Uh, Andy, I think we talked about that in one of your podcasts about how we didn't, how the Ryan Johnson trilogy never got announced and what's going yeah. on with it anymore. That is, I guess that's what's interesting to me, right? Is like you said, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on anything with it anymore. Um, they already brought Ryan Johnson into the Abrams trilogy. Um, it caused a lot of upsets. And that, and that was like the most, that was like the, like y'all mentioned, the, most critically well-received movie. I don't know. I, I need to word that better, but that was the best of the three per Rotten Tomatoes. So, but then you do stuff like the Mandalorian. It shows what John Favreau can do. It shows what these other showrunners and directors can do. Like it just like tosses things into disarray for where the star Wars universe cinematically could go. Yeah. I mean, at this point, man, I think anything is possible. I mean, Again, with Favreau and Filoni, with them being behind the helm of two more shows. Well, three shows now, I guess, if you want to include Boba Fett. I mean, how, how are they not running Lucasfilm yet? Yeah, agreed. That's the key. Uh, what was that, Ren? Sorry. Uh, I, I was just saying yet is the key word. Hmm. <laughs> yet. I feel I feel like they will pretty soon. They'll be if not, they'll just be the lead like creative team and over on Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still uh, I still got some interesting perspectives about Filoni. Like y'all mentioned a good point about whether Filoni can be like a good kind of cinematic or live action director, just because he's done so much with the animated series, like and how that may or may not translate. But I think I said I was in the camp where it could really work out for the better. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I guess uh, going into our first actual topic when it comes to uh, this podcast, the actual pacing of the episodes, So, which I, I felt like most of them were pretty good. I mean, I think we can all – Ren's gone. He'll be back, I'm sure. 
But I would say the pacing of like each of the episodes was pretty good, unfortunately, except for the, uh, I believe it was the passenger episode. Yeah, that was what the second episode. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I want to make some. I can always make some defenses for it, where it's like, eh, it's a Mandalorian episode. But you know, yeah, that that's definitely the one that I don't think I hear anyone readily jumping in and being like, actually, it's the best episode of the second season. You know, no one's no one's hyped on that episode. At at best, it's just kind of there. You know, I think a large portion of us can agree. Well. Might be torn about what the best episode of the series, or at least the season so far, has been. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely the rescue, in my my opinion, is the best episode of the entire series as a whole. Yeah, it was. I think one of the best in a series, let alone the Mandalorian. I think it's one of the best payoff episodes I've ever seen, where like everything comes to a he- you know everything comes to a head. All these characters come together. You get everything you've been point, eh, pointing to along this whole journey, and it is so satisfying for new fans, for older fans, right? Because even if you're not that into Star Wars, you know who you know you know who Luke Skywalker is. You know that's a big deal that he gets revealed. You you know it just does so much for the series that and for the fan base. Well, I mean, even too a lot of people who, you know, did not like The Last Jedi. I mean, it definitely, you know, made up for the Luke Skywalker that they got in The Last Jedi, which I'll still say personally didn't bother me. I didn't mind Luke. I didn't mind his arc in the movie. My, it, For me personally, it fits perfectly with how things have transpired. Yeah, I actually agree where I wasn't a fan, too big a fan of like Luke's characterization in The Last Jedi, but I definitely think that it had some like fair merits to it once you find out what happened with Kylo Ren and the downfall of Luke's, you know, training efforts. Mm-hmm. Cause I know, uh, Ren, you're a very strong last Jedi lover. And what, was your, what are your thoughts of Luke in that film? I, I love what they did with Luke, uh, in, in the last Jedi. I love the last Jedi as a whole. And bro, I. Uh, can really enhance that thing and everyone. Yeah, that's something I always got to remember about Ren. That's something I always got to remember about Ren is the fact that you are, I, I don't even know if like apologist is the right word because more people like that movie than I care to admit to. But I always forget how much you love The Last Jedi. Well, you too, Austin, right? I'm I'm in the middle. I'm like okay. uh, the middle of the road. Like it has its great moments, but it's also got its boring, very slow moments as well, though. Yeah. Gosh dang. I mean, as I say it every time we do this, man, everybody's entitled to their own opinions. Like I love yeah. the Rise of Skywalker. I know a lot of people don't, and I know a lot of people don't like the sequels. I'm I'm a strong fan of the sequel trilogy but again man we can all just agree the the original trilogy is the best yeah easily a million percent oh yeah even to like uh lord of the rings i i, I consider like the original trilogy way really? better than the uh the, the hobbits oh okay i thought you were saying never mind okay yeah that's 
That's fair. Well, The Hobbit, yeah. Was The Hobbit a trilogy or a quadrology? I legitimately... It's a trilogy, right? Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Trilogy. Okay. Man, I'm spacing. That movie was just... I didn't even watch the second one. Like, I went to theaters and saw the first one. I was like, okay, that was pretty fun. Like, then I basically forgot it happened. I forgot... Second that one second is the one best. Okay, I might go back and watch it then. Because I watched the third one and I was just so unimpressed by it that I was like, I don't need to go and see the, go back and watch the second one. God. The third one. Second one is is best, but it has the wrong ending. The third one is. I think the third one starts with the original ending, doesn't it? Wait, really? The one starts with what should have been the ending of the second one. See, that's just bad. That's just bad filmography. I mean, that what the heck? Or cinematography? I don't know the word I'm trying to say. Filmmaking. There we go. That's that's like day one stuff. What's storytelling? <laughs> Thank you, storytelling. That man. That reminds me of. Uh, I just watched this film here a few weeks ago with my buddy. It's called Ghosts of War. And there's an actual part in the film where, okay, basically it's like a World War Two ghost movie or whatever it's it's horrible don't watch it but uh there's a scene where they messed up in the editing so like there's a scene where they're supposed to get into a fight with like these germans but they put after the fight before the actual fight so they're all like beat up and it's like wait wait what did we miss something like do we have like a little stroke in the middle of this or what then you watch the next scene it's like wait what 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 happened here Gosh, and that, that wasn't intentional at all, right? Like, they weren't trying to do, like, a kind of time skip-ish, Nolan-y time thing? Oh, no, you actually look up online, and actually, they actually say that they messed up the editing. Like, this movie was made, like, they filmed it three years ago, back in, like, 2017. And it just came out here, like, a month ago, month and a half ago on Netflix. Oh, wow. So they didn't do a re-release where they just like fixed it and reposted it or something like no no they just they just threw it out there and it's just uh, i i don't know it, it wasn't a good movie for me have you seen this one uh, i i haven't heard of it right have you heard of this one or seen it, it is uh is that the the recent one from 2020 uh so war if we're still talking yeah it's uh that world war ii film Okay. Yeah, I, I I haven't seen it. Didn't even know about it. Honestly, I just went to search for it and didn't even know it was a 2020 movie. Oh. I was just telling Andy it uh, came out. They filmed it in 2017. That's mind blowing. It's just been sitting there for like three years. It's like, what? Why? Gosh, yeah, that is. I don't know. I don't know how stuff like that happens. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe there's just a lot of legalistic processes behind that. I'm not saying. Is it a foreign film or it's like, oh, no. I don't get it. Especially since it, and it was straight to streaming. Like it was straight to Netflix. Mm-hmm. All right. Never mind. I'm sure there's some weird politics or like just production. Yeah, man. It's 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 not worth the watch at all. Like it takes such like a wild turn in the last like maybe fifteen minutes of the film, so it's like, what? What? 
he don't understand. But I guess yeah, we uh, we we tangented again or rabbit trailed again. So yeah, oh. back to, so back to the Mandalorian. I don't know. I I still I can't express enough how much I love this series. Like I can't express enough how much it just made me love Star Wars or just want to be invested more in Star Wars. It's Hey, hey, TV shows I've watched. Yeah, you've definitely come around since uh, I first started talking to you. So, Ren, what do you think about the pacing of each of the episodes? Generally, I thought it were really great. Like in the second season, there's not one episode that I dislike. Even the the weakest episode, which I think is the the passenger, the one of Frog Lady, the the second one. Still enjoyed it. I watched. I, I've watched it more than once. I, like I rewatched the entire season when they were all out, and I really enjoyed that episode. I think it furthers the connection of Mando with the New Republic and his effect on the galaxy. I think it furthers his relationship with Baby Yoda. So I think it really works well, not only in itself as as insignificant, quote unquote, as it seems compared to the others. I think it's a really well done episode and brings that, those fun horror elements that come from Alien um, and stuff like that. So I, I really enjoyed it. Again, there's not one episode in the second season that I disliked or I think is generally bad. Maybe w the most disposable, but that's that's as bad as I can describe it. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I I agree with that. I even like the whole series. I I really don't think there's an actual bad episode overall of the series. If I don't know if anybody disagrees with that, I, I'd be surprised. I, I think um, I know you you do love this one, Austin. The the one they fully directed in the first season. Um, the one where they go after Fennec for the first time in Tatooine. I'm forgetting the name of the episode. Oh, but it's the, the Gunslinger? Gun, yep. Gunslinger, yeah. Thank you. I think that one is below average. It's not horrible or anything, but it's just it's completely disposable within the context of that first season. Of course, it comes back with relevance, with the return of being alive. <clears throat> but in, that, in the context of that one season, I, I find it very disposable. Mm -hmm. See that that episode. The more I think about it, that should have been here in the second season. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. That would have yeah. been a great way to like introduce Boba. I almost feel mm -hmm. like you could have swapped episode two, and you know, the, like the the passenger and the gunslinger, right? I feel like the passenger might have worked better in the first season because you're still getting to know the character, right? And then the gunslinger would have worked better in the second season because he already goes to Tatooine to find Boba Fett anyways. So, you know, will I kind of segue yeah. perfectly into him harming Fennec, you know, into him like leaving Fennec at death's door and then Boba finding her. So mm -hmm. I feel like if you swapped those episodes, it would have like flowed a little bit better. I could agree with that. Even too, man. I mean, like the introduction to like some new characters to this season, I mean, again, I, I don't even think there's really a bad like overall character in this entire series, but I could say there's kind of like the way uh, Ren worded it. I could see like some disposable characters that just kind of were like there to be there. Yeah, I definitely feel like the gunslinger. Um, I forget y'all told me which actor that was, but I feel like he's like probably the most disposable character. I really hate saying that, 
but you know, his arc was just kind of like one and done pretty shallow. I don't feel like it progressed the series that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah, the only thing we like basically the only way to project progress the series is with Fennec and then, um, Mando now having a babysitter on Tatooine who can watch Grogu whenever he drops by. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you, Andy. I, I think the, the gunslinger, uh, Bobby Cannavale's son, he's... I, I don't like the character at all. I don't like him. I don't like how he's written. I don't like how how just obvious his his writing is as a whole. And yeah. Amy, the, the babysitter, which again... Fine. She's she's good, like comedic relief. I would say probably. Yeah, but that's kind of the all right thing where she is. Don't get me wrong; like that character is like pseudo disposable, where she doesn't necessarily advance the plot too too much. But at the same time, she is a useful character. You know what I mean? Like, so she does at least fill that role or that need to have someone who Mando can trust. Mm-hmm. Even uh, another character, as I like the actual actor, but Michael Bean's character from the Jedi episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Was he the one, the kind of the marshal on the planet who, uh, was facing man who was gunslinging with Mando, or yeah, when they had like that transition from like Mando and him in the Western, and then uh, the magistrate and Ahsoka being yeah, right uh, in the yeah. uh, samurai related one. Yeah, gosh, that, that was also. Now that you bring that up, that is such a cool like just parallel, right? Because you have the duality between themes of two of the like largest influences of Star Wars: the samurai and the gun and the Western themes like paralleled like perfectly I would say in one episode mm-hmm. yeah I definitely agree with that Gosh. I'm trying to think of some more like disposable characters who really I mean obviously you know the the frog lady that one's kind of just even uh, to, I, I, I will say uh, the guy they're the male uh, bounty hunter Mandalorian who was with uh, Bo-Katan and Sasha Banks. Yeah. But, you know, that at least that's like kind of background character, you know, like not explicitly disposable, but, you know, there to pad out the fact that she has a posse and has like her royal guard. So that one, you know, it's not like they're developing him to have like an explicit character arc, which, you know, would be nice when you have like pseudo character arcs or like grant background character of these, you know, it makes them less feel, feel more emotional or empathetic, but yeah, that one I don't have. I don't really have a problem with that. Yes, disposable, but at the same time, he at least adds a little bit more fleshing out in the world, the story, mm-hmm. world, world building, in a, if only in a slight way. Even to, I guess, like a, the magistrate, she's just kind of there just to have that, the Beskar spear or staff or whatever you want to call oh, it. That thing was so cool. <sighs> I agree. This was a little too... Convenient, I guess, is the word I would use as well. The best car spear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I know, like, I think the best car sp- uh, spear being there is also important because it's like the first time we see a best car weapon 
right? Like out in the, just out in the wild. So, you know, we understand that these things are like rare, that Beskar is rare to the point of it being used as a, an actual currency, which mm -hmm. is so interesting to me. But then it, even though we literally see Mando wearing Beskar plate armor, it's like kind of interesting that we rarely actually see like Beskar weapons out in the wild, even though it's, they presumably exist. So that was nice actually seeing one. It's like, you never know where these things are going to pop up. So yeah, maybe she was just a stand in to have that plot segue, but I like that she at least introduced Beskar weapons other than what we saw the armorer making. Again, man, too, even uh, character-wise, I know that's the character I I know you really want to see come back. I was going to say, if you say the armor is disposable, I will, we will throw down virtually. No, 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 no. Like I said before, man, she's like the Yoda of, like, the series. She has, like, all the knowledge of, like, the Mandalorians and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was, I think that was, maybe we can go in that too, right? Is like our most shocking moments of the series, aside from kind of the obvious ones. But I found, like, I think one of the most shocking moments in the series is finding out that uh, Jin is basically in a cult. Like, that was really interesting, like a really interesting direction to take things, right? Is saying that the children of the Watch basically had strayed away from the actual tradition, like, from the Mandalorian beliefs or the current Mandalorian culture. Mm -hmm. No, that was just a good bit of world, a good bit of world building because it dissects Mandalorian culture a little bit more for us. Mm -hmm. You good down there, Ren? I heard the last part. I, I, I got to hear when Andy was talking about the children of the watch and, and I heard this last section. Nice. Yeah, I was just asking, like, what were some of y'all's, besides the shocking moments of the series, like, I mean, obviously, mm. shocking moments, like, what were some of y'all's most shocking moments? Actually, even the obvious ones, right? Like, seeing Luke, clearly, but, like, what were some of y'all's most shocking moments? Uh, you kind of were expecting it due to the name of the episode that at least something was going to happen, but when they actually, when the Death Troopers actually pick up Baby Yoda and take him, that was shocking mm -hmm. to me. Uh, seeing Boba Fett ask how many um, I don't know somewhat shocking Fennec being alive um, no I thought that was shocking too and I mean yeah and uh, the mother of all name drops when Ahsoka asks for Thrawn that's gotta be my outside of Luke, of course. That's gotta be my my number one. I'd say probably mine, honestly, is uh, the crate dragon. Like the fact that it can literally like eat a sarlacc pit, which I mm -hmm. thought a sarlacc pit was like one of like the big things in Star Wars. And there's always a bigger fish, man. Like... <laughs> yeah. Prime example, man. Death Star, Star Killer base. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. I also got to throw in like actually seeing the Death Troopers in action was awesome because you see how hard of a time Mando has with one. I mean, Whistling Birds did nothing to it. Dang near flamethrower, like every weapon he did didn't do anything. Barely managed to get rid of it, like take it out with his Beskar spear. And then you realize, oh, there's like 20 of these things. But 
Also, when you – I know, I figured – I don't know what I expected, but I thought it was also funny and terrifying when they, like, they're like, hey, we have bogeys coming in, and, like, what are, what are their vitals? And they're like, there are no vitals. And then it clicked. It's like, oh, yeah, these things are robots. You know, they're they're androids. Of course, of course they would survive being thrown into space. <laughs> like, so I know – so that was, I guess, shocking, like, mildly shocking to me. Interesting. Yeah, I, I even too like the actual threat of the troopers. Like that, that was surprising too. Like I was still so convinced they were going to be actual like clones. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was like the Snoke clone too when they go to the cloning facility mm-hmm. or whatever. So yeah, that too. One day maybe we'll know. Maybe. Oh. Finding out that the dark saber has to be taken in combat—that was—that was a good drop too. But good, just good fun overall. I mean, this series—I think this—I think season two. I mean, obviously, right? Season two had a lot more. Season two just had like a lot more going on, like a lot more shocking moments. But that's only because season one built up to it. So I mean, that's obvious that we were going to be a lot more surprised with season two, but no, once again, good, clean, fun all around. Enjoyed what I got to see. Man, it was awesome. I'm just putting out a tweet here real quick. So I'll, uh, you guys take over here for a couple minutes. Oh dude, you're good. Yeah. Ren, you got it. You got anything for us? Uh, moments as there's the fact that Mives it's kind of shocking to me I actually expected him to die um yeah and kind of outside the story I feel like I was shocked of how good a director um Carl Weathers is because this episode was really well done directing wise so yeah those are other two that just popped in my head yeah. And to that point, yeah, I definitely think it's interesting that Carlos Esposito is still going to be in this series. Like, I mean, to the, because you, you just like, you get these big name actors sometimes and you assume they're going to be one and done. So the fact that Carl's mm-hmm. Weathers, Carl Weathers and uh, you got Carl Weathers, uh, Bill Burr technically, and uh, Carlos Esposito still in the series, still in the canon. And that's kind of shocking that those three characters still exist and are alive. So they could come back at any point in time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with the Carl Weathers one. I mean, even too, getting some other directors in here, like uh, Peyton Reed, he was one. I've never really heard much about him until actually watching this. Uh, Robert and- Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, you say, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 man. That's right. I forgot about that. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, Dallas Price First, Howard. Oh yeah. Even Dave Filoni's episodes, man. They were whew, some good episodes. Again, even even out of all these, I don't even think there was a really badly directed episode either. No. No, I, I don't even um 
even the the gunslinger episodes in season one, which I think it's below average. Uh, I don't expect it. It's just this the writing for it, the story that they're telling in that specific episode is just completely bland and and again completely detached from the from the story of the first season. Yeah. So I guess uh, my next thing. How would you guys rank these episodes? Ah, crap. All of them or just season two? Probably just season two. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a little cheat here. So the final 10 minutes of the rescue are number one. And number two is the Jedi. The rest of the rescue is number three. Um... Get to... <laughs> Can't do that, man. I th- I said I was gonna cheat. I said I was gonna cheat. Um, what else? Then uh, for sure, the first episode, the premiere, uh, the Bo-Katan episode, uh, this. No, 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 no. The tragedy over over the Carl Weathers. Then the Carl Weathers episode. Uh, then the Bill Burr episode, and then the the passenger. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say for me, probably number one, hands down, is the rescue. That was just that emotion, man. I I haven't felt that emotion in a long time. Second would probably be the tragedy. Third, probably the crate dragon episode. Four would probably be Carl Weathers. Five would be. The Bill Burr episode. Six would be Bryce Dallas Howard. Man. The last is the passenger. And then. And man, what Where's the Jedi? The Jedi is missing. The Jedi oh, is yeah, the Jedi. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Never mind. That would be. That'd be after the tragedy. Or not. Yeah. After okay. The so three. So number three. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe I forgot about that. Wow. My bad. I apologize. I guess uh, for me, let's see. Coming at you were going down the list, and I was like, "Where's the Jedi?" (laughs) I knew I was forgetting one. I'm like, "Which one am I forgetting?" And obviously, one of the best episodes. I'm literally looking these up right now to make sure I've got the episodes right. So, I guess coming in at number eight, aka dead stinking last, we're gonna go with the passenger. We've already given our thoughts and feelings on that one. Um, kind of going to blow past it. Coming in at number seven, I'm going to go ahead and go with. Oh gosh, this is a hard one. I'm going to go ahead and go with the siege. Carl Weathers did a great job directing that episode, but at the same time, you know, still wasn't. Uh, once again, did a great job, and it's like there's a gulf between uh, the passenger and the siege. But I'm still going to place it at number seven. Uh, coming in at number six, I'm going to go ahead and go with the. Eris, you know, it was uh, it was great okay. finally getting to be introduced to Bo-Katan, but at the same time, I think Ren, you might have made some good points, or each of you had made good points about how it felt like there could have been a little bit more narrative in there to, uh, you know, flesh out their relationship and like kind of her goals and her character in the series, even though we got to see that moving forward. Coming in number five, wait, six, seven, I mean, eight, seven, six. Yeah, yep. five. Oh gosh, coming at number five, 
I'm going to go ahead and say I'm putting, oh gosh, this is where it gets hard, the Marshall on there. I freaking love that crate Dragon. I love seeing Timothy Oliphant. And I love seeing that, like, there is this new relationship in the Mandalorian series. You know, they've got, like, they were allies. I liked his character because, you know, he was a good, honest guy trying to protect his town. So that was nice. Coming in at number four, this is where it gets super hard. I'm going to go ahead and add the tragedy. That one was, I mean, the tragedy was brutal. It had it took an emotional toll just because you're seeing all these things come together. But I'm going to go ahead and give number three to the belief. I'm going to go ahead and give number three to the Jedi. The fight scenes were awesome. The, you know, seeing Ahsoka was awesome. But I'm only saying this because for whatever reason, my number two is the believer. Like, I really like getting to see this redemptive arc for Bill Burr's character, like, you know, Mayfeld, and see him actually prove himself as an actor a little bit more, like commit to the role, and seeing Jin take off his helmet. You know, it showed like a real commitment to saving Grogu. And then, of course, number one is the rescue. I was about to say, man, you're, you're really a sucker for those Bill Burr episodes. Dude, like not yeah. that's the thing. Not even. Like I don't I don't even like I don't stand Bill Burr or anything. I just really liked seeing this seeing the Empire humanized. You know, I think it's like really easy to paint them as a villain all the time, but seeing them humanized in this episode was like what made it so powerful. Even too rooting for the bad guys for that little bit. It's like, yeah, they're safe. No, don't no, no right. that's the Empire. We can't do that. Yeah, because they're like actually cheering. They're like they're not rank and file. They're just very human in that instance. It was it was powerful. I I loved it. Loved every second of it. Especially when he shoots that old commanding officer. Oh, such a satisfying scene. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's just there's still so much more to talk about. Like, I don't know why I'm drawing such blanks today. It's probably because I just got done binging Bates Motel, and that's been like my life for the last like couple weeks. <laughs> Wait, how many episodes are there? How many seasons are? Well, I mean, it's finished, right? It's uh, five seasons, ten episodes apiece. Fair enough. I've also been uh, since uh, Mando's been over. I've been uh, indulging myself in Rebels. Crap! Nice. I was forgetting to do something. I'm on, man, what was I on? <laughs> Season two, episode 10. I know I'm not quite at, you know, like the Which big, one like, is oh. that? Yeah. The only thing I know is uh, the f something, the power of the force or something. Something with the force is in it. Okay. I can't, I can't remember for whatever reason. Hmm. I'm still waiting to see. I still need to finish Rebels before all these other shows come out because I mean, there's that's still shocking me is seeing these like animated shows that I wrote off entirely like actually come into the live action universe. That's still blowing my mind. So I've got a backlog. My you friend got time. Is going, yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> Oh, my friend Michael, who's way more into Star Wars than I am, brought up another good point, though. Is what's it feel like to have created Thrawn? Like, what's it feel like to have cre like, created, like, an extended universe character who is now canon? Yeah. 
I, I'm sure. I'm sure Timothy Zahn has been asked that because, but even it's kind of even more—not more special, but it's a different kind of special—to have brought Thrawn into TV and now bringing him into again TV, but live action after because yes. Clone Wars and 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 Rebels, I love, but there's always a detachment between live action and and um, animation. Uh, exactly. Not that that makes one of them a le lesser to the other, uh, but the fact that we're about to get thrown in live action just it's it's tangent. You can almost touch touch that feeling of euphoria that that you get from oh this character is coming into life it's the same thing that happened with ahsoka as soon as we heard the rumors like the the artwork started coming out and the first picture that we saw the first moment that we see her on screen it's like this is actually happening man i love hearing you talk ren i love hearing you talk about ahsoka <laughs> and Ron. it just feels so i mean and austin can attest to it, it just feels so i uh, know you stand you, you stand Ahsoka and Thrawn, and it's so, it, it just feels so awesome. It makes me giddy hearing you talk about that, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to be even more giddy when, when Thrawn comes out. I'm just going to yell out everything. Um, whenever I review that episode, I'm going to be yelling all the way through it. It's going to be so good. You, you th is he going to be the villain in Ahsoka, do you think? I think he's going to be the villain of of Mando, Ahsoka, and the Rangers show, and those sh three shows are going to culminate and and come together against Ooh, Thrawn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's like, yeah, exactly. I feel like he's big enough to be the Thanos of these three shows. Well, I mean, it's like you mentioned. He's um, uh, he's Tarkin and or Tar yeah, Tarkus and. Uh... Tarkin and Vader class, right? Where he, the only person he responds yeah. to is the Emperor. Anyway, exactly. Um, so at that point, it's like, yeah, it, like Moth was a great villain, but it made sense, like, why he's kind of a one off, like, one season dude or a couple episodes. But for Thrawn, it's going to take several, some real buildup. Yeah. I'm just more curious too, like what exactly are they gonna do in like the the Ahsoka and the Ranger shows exactly? Mm. Even too, like even Mando season three. The, yeah, the the you know, I feel like it could be like a uh, several adventures with the, just these Rangers and what they do as they patrol around the galaxy or the known regions at least. And and I feel that it could very well be the Cara Dune show that they were talking about. It's not just a Cara Dune show, but it has all these auxiliary characters. The Ahsoka show, I feel like it's at least the first season. It's going to be um, it's going to be looking for Ezra, and they just happen to fight Thrawn as well. With went who don't want to spoil Andy. Gotta be careful. Um, you know what happened, Austin. So you know you know what I'm about to say. Um, yep. So they're gonna search for Ezra. Um, but I the Ahsoka show, I don't know, man, because that logo they put up for the Ahsoka show, the, the symbol, you know what it is, Austin. I know what it is. Andy is going to find out very soon uh, when he starts Rebels. That, was, yeah, but that wasn't an accident. They put that with, with a goal in mind. So I don't know, man. I'm very, very excited for the Ahsoka show more because of a, because of a goddamn lo logo. <laughs> I mean, man, anything, 
yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know what to say, but no, I, I agree with you. I, I'd say right now I'm probably most excited for the Boba Fett show, mm. which again I never in a million mm. years thought I would say. Because, uh, yeah, again, man, at the beginning of this series, like I'm like I don't want any of these legacy characters, and every single time there's been a legacy character, it's been one of the best episodes. Yeah, that that That's is kind of also shocking when it's not it's not pandering to the fans or and it's not like rich guy fanfic when they incorporate these characters. You know, it's like they're actually incorporating and using these characters and their histories in the series to like acknowledge that this is a new series, it's a new direction for the Star Wars universe. So mm-hmm. it doesn't feel cheap. It doesn't cheapen the character. It actually adds to the characters, if anything. So just makes their arc even that much better. For sure. If y'all could bring one character, like any other character into either canon and or like the live action universe, which one would it be? Or to at least establish as canon. You never know these days. I'm actually not gonna not not a big fan of what of the legends of what used to be the majority of it. There, I, of course, I like certain stories, certain characters here and there, but a lot of them didn't stick out in my memory um, at this moment. Like Thrawn was the one I was like, bring him, bring him in, bring him in. So I'm I'm thinking more on the animated realm. Who who would I want to bring back? Because half of the characters we know from the animated shows are dead, more than half. The only one that jumps out to me, and I'm not even the most enthusiastic person about this, I'm more intrigued on what they would do with this character rather than just bring him over. But it'd be cool to see if Cad Bane is brought into live action. Hmm. That is, that's a good one. Even too, I think just to like, kind of have some fun. I think he'd be kind of fun to have in like the Boba Fett show, but maybe have uh Ren, obviously you know, but about this character, but uh Hondo. I think Hondo would be fun. Oh yeah, Hondo Tanaka. Yeah. I think he I think he'd be fun to have yeah. in like the Boba could, Fett show. I think somewhere. he could work in the Boba Fett show. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Again Andy, once you start watching you'll start I th- understanding I think what we're could, about. if he could work in anything <laughs> if if he could work in anything, it would be the Boba Fett show. I feel. Oh yeah. I just, I mean, I personally want to see. I mean, once again, uh, this is going out there, like, because I'm gonna tangent because I don't have nearly the experience with what characters I would want to see, right? But I just at least want to see some new Jedi, like them create some new Jedi and some new Sith, and incorporate them into the series because I feel like. I've like already mentioned it where they've got a whole galaxy, right? There have to be more Sith and more Jedi out there. I get the purge. I get order 86, you know, uh, I get all these things. And the fact that uh, Sith literally eat their own basically, but I just feel like having some more force sensitive people in the show would be nice just to flesh that out a little bit. I'd say if we were looking Jedi wise, I'd love to see Cal Kestis come in live action. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I didn't even think about video games. Uh, yeah, I know. I thought about that. I even thought about saying Star Killer. But I was gonna. Know. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Star Killer. I would want to see Star Killer. Yeah. yeah. J- just bring Sam Witwer as anything. 
really? That's that's all I ask. <laughs> he is man. He is easily one of the best things about the animated series. Easily, because he voices uh, he voices Maul, and he voices somebody else too, doesn't he? I don't know why the I think the, am I thinking right? Maybe he he does voice. He voices Maul. He voices Maul. And he, he voices both. He voices Maul and the Emperor. Wait a minute. You just brought up a good point. Isn't Maul still alive? Oh, we right. not just yeah. We we don't we right. not just. Damn it, man. Ugh. Okay, I just need to watch Rebels. I just need to watch Rebels. I just. Start right after we finish, man. <laughs> yeah, but, it's all on Disney Plus. Yes, nice plug. Nice plug. I will mention though, nice I do want to. I think we already talked about it, but if y'all could see like one director direct an episode of this series, who would it be? Mm. Maybe we're re I think we're revisiting that from an earlier question, so I don't remember know if y'all's changed or if it's the same. I I don't remember who I who I answered the last time we talked about this, but I know we've talked about this. Who would I bring? Oh, to we, we 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 talked we talked about movies. Who would do a movie? Oh, that's oh yeah yeah. Uh, I said Ridley Scott. Nice. You know what? For, for TV, I'm gonna off of um, off of Ridley Scott. I'm gonna say Noah Hawley, direct an episode of, of Mando or Boba Fett or anything at all. All right, I have to. The, oh gosh, who is Noah Hawley? I hate that. I have to ask that question. I should know these things. Legion Fargo, uh, and he's doing the Alien show with Ridley Scott. Oh, awesome! Okay. Yeah. You, you know, I will willingly say this because I've seen a few of his episodes from Breaking Bad, Ryan Johnson. I think Ryan Johnson's a very fair choice. Like, I would trust Ryan Johnson with a miniseries more than I would with a trilogy. Like, I know that hurts to say, but it's like... How dare you? Dude, I'm just saying because I was not a I'm fan kidding. of The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're, you're good, man. I just... I would just I would just want to see him like come more into play in the Star Wars universe before he gets an entire trilogy just because there's a lot of cleanup they have to do. Yeah. But even a, as a huge fan of the Last Jedi, I'll say I I'd be much more interested in seeing Ryan Johnson directing a new trilogy of whatever rather than the, like the main trilogy like rather than episode 10, 11, 12, I'd I'd rather see him direct something else. And I guess that's at least why I say, like, I want to see more Force-sensitive people, whether Jedi or Sith or whatever, in Mandalorian or in these miniseries, is because this is going to be, you know, uh, Johnson's trilogy is going to be set way after the Skywalker saga, right? I mean, so, or at least there's going to be some discernible time jump or whatever. So far, I think the only the only thing we know is going to be be set after the after Rise of Skywalker is the Patty Jenkins one, the Rogue Squadron movie. Mm. But apart from that, I think it's all before. I, I just remembered, by the way, another director I'd like to see coming in for for something, any of the shows on TV, Star Wars. It's Michael 
Puchnik, I believe that's how I pronounced, he directed Battle of the Bastards and many other Game of Thrones episodes. Fair. Oh, nice. Good. Battle of the Bastards was good. Yeah. Battle of Bastards. Um, Battle of the Bastards was good. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. My favorite episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, I thought you were going to say The Red Wedding. I had read the books, so I had a. I knew that was coming. Uh, still a great episode, though. Don't get me wrong. The Battle of the Bastards. It's so hard to. That doesn't happen in the books, or at least it hasn't happened yet. Uh, so come on, George Martin, keep keep writing. Um, so that one I'd never seen before. And the and the whole sixth season. Not to get off on a tangent, but the whole sixth season is is my favorite of of Game of Thrones. That reminds me of two things is one worst. Uh, I keep like, I haven't finished game of Thrones, but I guess I didn't realize how much I had skipped. Um, Cause I went home. Like, I mean, when I was visiting from college, I went to go see a friend, his family was watching game of Thrones. And I was like, Oh, Hey, which episode is this? And turned out to be the red wedding. Uh, so worst possible episode to realize how much I had missed in game of Thrones. Oh my God. Gosh. And I was like, Huh. It's not even that, like, I don't even care that this spoiled stuff. I'm just, like, shocked because I hadn't seen, like, a season of Game of Thrones, and then this happens, and it's like, huh, I guess I haven't watched new. I think I missed out on way more than I thought. So it's that type of show. <laughs> oh, trust me. No, I knew from episode one what kind of show it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I I barely got through the first season, and I had to stop. <gasps> No, really? Oh, yeah. I just, I, I don't know, man. I was just like, I like weird stuff once in a while, but like that was just the incest and all that stuff. I was just like, "Mm, you're not supposed, you're not supposed to like that part, Austin. Don't worry. I know, know, but it's just uh... if that makes you uncomfortable, you might not want to get into anime, man. Um. Oh man, Depends I've been into anime for a anime. while. I'm kidding. Depends I'm on kidding. the anime. Seriously, no, trust me. Yeah, uh, it's, but it's no. a trope. It's a trope. You are right, Andy. It's uh, yeah. Ooh. I, I've stopped watching many anime because suddenly, oh, incest. No thanks. Dude, that's what sucks about like I, I've told y'all I'm in student ministry at my church. I, I've told y'all I'm in youth ministry, and like one way I get to connect with kids, which is awesome, is anime. You know, and I, I love that I can connect with kids and like pour into them and like just hear about like what anime they're watching. But I also hate that I know enough anime that when they tell me something, I can be like, I was 16. I was 16 and I know you're watching. (laughs) I know why you're watching which anime you're watching. And it is not for the plot. (laughs) Yeah. Like, gosh, there's so much weird stuff out there. But then there's Demon Slayer and Promise Neverland. So, yeah. Which... Austin, I think you would. I think you would enjoy Promise Neverland and Attack on Titan. I got to the third episode of Attack on Titan and I stopped watching it. Really? Oof. You watched my, less than I did. Yeah, man my my buddy Ethan, he he is so offended that I say that. He's like, "Oh, have you watched Attack on Titan yet?" I'm like, "Why would I want to watch trash?" He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "Okay, I don't know about trash, man. Like, come on." I, I just I, like getting a reaction out of him. I had I had a similar a similar uh, a jab at my friend who loved One Punch Man, and I'm and I'm like, and I he said, oh, I just watched One One Punch Man and I loved it, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't know you had COVID and lost all sense of taste. <laughs> oh, 
Yep, that's oh my do it, do it. It's amazing. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. I like that one. That was really good. No, I've already I've already stated that I stand Demon Slayer so hard that I love that series. Uh, the manga wrapped up last year. I just love that it's like consistent in being like kind of like terrifying and horrific at parts because you've got demons, you've got fights, and it's also one of these series that does a great job of like establishing that humans and demons are not on the on the same power level. It's mm. like you've got humans like they need to level up, they need to get stronger, they need to learn new skills, but it's like I love that demons are still terrifying in combat to watch. Yeah. I that's one I still got to watch cuz it's it sounds like it's right up my alley from the premise and it's from my favorite anime studio that did my favorite anime of all time. Um so it's one I really do want to watch. Uh I will say the, my favorite anime in a sec, but Austin, if you do watch Promise Neverland, like I said to Andy, go in blind. Go in not knowing anything of what it is about. Uh, my favorite anime of all time is uh, Fate, Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works. Yeah. Um, that's some insane insane storytelling. I, I love every nanosecond of it, and, and the animation is like film quality. I forgot that, that, uh, I forgot that UFO table did that one. Yeah, gosh, they did that one and the the prequel Fate Zero, which is also really awesome. I heard that I actually didn't watch those series, uh, the Fate series, just because. Well, that's the thing is like you, you like I don't know how familiar y'all are with Fate, but y'all know like where that the Fate games like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I like watched the original Fate movie, like Fate Unlimited Blade Wars movie. It was exactly, yeah, exactly. No, it was no, trash, no. and I just could not follow through with yeah. the series, even though I heard Fate. And I like the concept is like resurrecting like historical figures, mythological figures like Gilgamesh and King Arthur, who is a chick for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, once again, it is. A, it's explained. It's explained. But but do watch the affordable one, the original uh, Unlimited Blade Works two seasons, and now they're and three movies which are the different routes that you can take in a game and yeah. only two of them are out i'm waiting for the third one but the global bastard is is here so i'm not watching the third one anytime soon well i mean that's just like uh we were talking about it earlier with the demon slayer movie uh oh Infinite yeah Train, which i love that it's yeah it's similar to like you said the fate movies where it is like a direct it's basically like season two for the anime okay. is where they're converting yeah like it Literally, it is an arc of the anime, uh, the infinite train arc where they're on this train and they meet like, a, you know, new demon revealing and they have a Hashira on the train with them. Uh, one of the strongest Demon Slaying Corps members is on the train with them. It's either way, it's awesome, but it's a direct segue from season one, which is even more shocking because it's the highest grossing movie in Japan, like we, or highest grossing animated movie in Japan, beating Makoto Shinkai and Hayao Miyazaki yeah. movies. Which is crazy because you have to have watched the anime to like get it, you know. So it's basically like a sequel, and it's yeah. that high grossing. How does that relate to Star Wars again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were kind of talking about like our first like anime or whatever, first adult anime. My first adult anime was Cowboy Bebop. Hell yeah! Which we made our comparisons uh, between Cowboy Bebop and uh, and The Mandalorian too. Well, Cowboy Bebop, Mandalorian, and uh, Firefly. There we go. Firefly. Another show I've yet to see. I forgot that you said that. I for- That is... Oh, Cowboy Bebop is good. Yeah. 
Well, no, yeah, Cowboy Bebop, incredible. I'm just shocked that Austin, you haven't seen Firefly. Wait, Brent, you've you've seen Firefly, right? I've seen Firefly, yeah. Okay, I was like, dude, come on. Okay, yeah, Austin, you gotta. I hate to like hype it, overhype it, but yeah, you gotta see Firefly, and especially I think, or I'm hoping you'll appreciate it more after watching The Mandalorian. Yeah, all my buddy Matt, who I had on here for my uh, my do- Dragon Ball Z podcast he was telling me about the same thing too saying i need to watch it gosh ultra instant goku back there gosh what is it perfect ultra instant goku or uh, yeah it's perfect because it, it's not white but it, it, they paint it silver i guess nice i i still like the non fully ultra instinct Goku the best. No. Okay. Yeah, where it's just got the uh, kind of like silver silhouette on it. Really? Yeah, just yeah, yeah, just the aura and just the. I guess it's called the omen. They just call it omen. Interesting. Yeah. So guys, we are. At I, the- I just think white-haired characters are badass. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Oh god! Just me and my brothers. We just watched uh, the movie Berserk, the first Berserk movie. Whoa! Nice. That's one I've never seen. Um, I should have known you like Berserk. Yeah. But yeah, there's a there's a white haired character in there. He's Griffith. Yeah, Griffith. Yeah, the main guy's name is Guts. I'm like, what? 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 Well, I mean, without those without those comics, we wouldn't have Dark Souls. I mean, comic, uh, the manga, and the show, we wouldn't have Dark Souls. I think for some people, that'd be okay. What? Dark Souls is... What the heck? Oh, no. Ren's on. I know. I think we might have shocked Ren so much he's speechless. How dare you? Gosh. I'm losing you guys for a bit, so I don't know when to intervene. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all good man oh gosh no berserk is incredible uh the manga is i oh what's up Ren? you're good you're good gosh i, I was what? just saying that i'm losing you guys for seconds at a time so i'm never sure when to intervene yeah yeah so anyway uh guys we are at the one hour mark and yeah i Forgot that I uh, brought up too that uh, we wanted to get some guests in here. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me let me find what I wanted here. So anybody guys feel free, please, to retweet this. But uh, I'm going to send out this tweet with a link to our streamyard. So I'd like to get. Anywho. Definitely think like I don't know why I was gonna say My Hero Academia, but that is not a horror anime. Yes. No, but it's spectacular. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, because Austin was bringing up One Punch Man. I I like this trend of like. I like this kind of trend of like anime that are. Like, you know, Japanese anime that are, like, adapting Western superhero ideas. It's mm-hmm. it's really just fun to watch. So My Hero and One Punch Man. And yeah. Mob Psycho I, is also One Punch fun. Man, I couldn't get into it. 
I loved Mob Psycho. I never got around to watch the second season. Me neither, actually. And is that Studio Mappa as well? Or yes, yes. Gosh, yeah, that and they did Jujutsu Kaisen, so which I've been enjoying. Not sure if you've had a chance to check that one out. Uh, yes. Hmm. Trying to think. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Also kind of a horror anime style. Oh, no, I've lost Austin and Ren, but that's all right. So while I can like talk on about anime, this is a Mandalorian podcast. So overall, I guess, we, you know, it's pretty clear what we think about season two, I would say. Season two is definitely better than season one, in my opinion, but only but not to say season one's bad at all. Right. Season one just set the foundation for season two to be all that much more, all that better, all the better. It's. Great. It builds off of everything, but not just season one of Mandalorian. It builds off everything that the original Lucas trilogies had laid as foundation in terms of even the season, even the pre the prequel trilogy, like helped lead into this, which does help redeem the prequel movies for me just a little bit. Kind of shocking because if you've watched the show, the podcast, you're very well aware that I'm not a fan of the prequel trilogy, nor am I a fan of The Last Jedi. All that to say... We're coming up to the top of the hour, folks. I don't know if my co-hosts are going to be able to join me back in, but I guess that just means I'm going to ramble a little bit longer. Hmm. I brought up an anime earlier. I brought up Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm going to go ahead and give this spiel about it because I was watching it. Actually, I've been watching it, and my brother's been watching it. I'm watching the dub right now, which is kind of good because dubs versus subs is this huge battle in the anime community. Either way, the anime chronicles uh, this character, Yuji, who is just like, for whatever reason, a super strong high schooler. I mean, he can throw a shot put like a baseball. It's weird. And then eventually he becomes the host of this cursed spirit, uh, Ryomen Sukuna. And from there, he finds out about cursed energy and just the ability to cast these dangerous spells and this whole world. Of, I know, it's just like a horror anime. It's a fun ride. I'd recommend it. Oh. Hey y'all! Which one? That's one that's airing right now, correct? Yeah, that's also okay. Studio, also, Studio Mappa. It's great. Okay, that's one I've got my eye on, and I'm glad I didn't hear the explanation because I want to go in blind. But just like the poster of it, the pink-haired main character, I'm like, this looks right up my alley. But I'm just afraid of starting uh, yeah. for some reason. Not afraid, but I'm just yeah, I'm gonna start, and then I don't start. Um, <laughs> I'm just in that position. Uh, I'm watching right now. I'm, yeah, I'm just watching. I'm just watching Digimon that comes out on Sundays. That's it. Wait, they've got a new Digimon series. They're they're remaking the not remaking rebooting uh, the original one, the Adventure, but it's a like with Agumon and everything. Yeah, but it's a it's a different story. It starts out very similarly, and it's gonna have sixty six episodes. But by the end of episode like 15, they're already on the mega level. And I'm like, dudes, chill. You got 66 episodes. 
but now it's picking up like the first enemy they got is devimon and you, and at first it feels okay you're just redoing the the same thing again if you're going to do something new do something new but now they're doing something new it's a uh, Episode 33 came out, so we're exactly at the halfway point. Wow. Um, it's it's been really fun, really, really fun. Some issues I have, a lot of things they change and then don't just just don't explain it. It's taking a lot of elements from the Frontier season, which is my personal favorite. And I'm like, you're just redoing uh, Adventure, but it's Frontier. Um, but I like that they're bringing a lot of elements from the lore of the digital world. Uh, so now, actually, like the show is just fine. If you like Digimon, I would recommend it. But today's episode, that was really good. And now we're really kicking it into high gear, which I really, really loved. Man, I just need to like I just need to get back on well anime in general. I didn't even know that was happening, but I've been so out of the loop. I just found out that the second season of Doctor Stone dropped, and that's another one I want to start, but haven't yet. Gosh, the freaking Stone Wars. I mean, I literally, like, as soon as I found that out, I just texted my brother. I was like, Stone Wars is on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but have you read the manga then? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Because the only one I've, I know, the only one I've read the manga was, I read at the time when the show was also coming out, Akamega Kill. Um, yeah. Which they completely flubbed up the anime. Yep. Um, then I read Naruto uh, from a certain point on. Yeah. Um, and now a friend of mine just got into Naruto and Bro, which left me really happy. Um, I might have to invite and, uh, on my channel to talk anime because this is a, this is a big for sure, one. for okay. sure. Um, and uh, and I am reading My Hero Academia, so I'm watching the anime, which I'm loving the adaptation. It's beautifully faithful, and and the manga. My God, the manga is so good at this moment. <laughs> all I'm, I'm going to say about the Dr. Stone manga is that it gets stupid. Like, And this oh. is coming from a dude who loves shonen anime, like Dragon Ball Z, yeah. My Hero, Naruto. It gets stupid in the best way possible. Without, oh, okay. Without, yeah, no, I mean stupid in a great way, but without okay. spoiling anything. you know, Because remember, they're trying to rebuild civilization. So some of the technology they're rebuilding is incredible to watch in the series. But yeah. Obviously, not spoiling anything. The level they get to in the show, I mean, the manga, it's it's so over the top, and I love every second of it. It's, gosh. The, another manga I've read, and Austin was talking about it, and I I, I stopped watching the anime for a reason. Was was Attack on Titan because I love the first season. Yeah. And then, bef like the 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 um, at the time that it ended, the second season didn't have an announcement date. I'm like, I'm gonna read the manga. And I believe it was like chapter 75, 74, something like that. And I don't really remember what it was now, but it's something to do with Aaron's dad. And it was a certain reveal about orig the origins of the Titans, I believe. It was so goddamn stupid. I'm like, I'm done. I, I dropped out. That's it. Didn't get back to the manga. Didn't get back to the show. And I, I feel no need to. Fair enough. That is, yeah, sometimes it'd be like that. And that sucks is when they build something up, they hype it up so much. And then it's like, don't, you know, don't show me the why behind the what sometimes, you know, like sometimes mm -hmm. the air of mystery is better than anything you can afford. Or yeah. you need to add enough mystery to like enough satisfying mystery. You know what I mean? A mystery yeah. that keeps asking you asking questions, but doesn't like fully explain everything with too much of a suspension of disbelief. I don't know. Yeah. To me, it was just dumb. I, I don't, I don't think I was mad at, the reveal itself 
I, I just think I was mad at what it was, what the reveal was. I'm like, if that's the direction you're going to go, I'm done. Um, so I just, I have a friend who loves it and he's watching to the same and, uh, and that's awesome. I, I don't judge anyone for liking it. Uh, it's just, to me, it didn't work and I dropped it. Actually, that does like, as a, like, I guess a like, closing thought segue that does, I, I've brought this up before, but that is something I would love to see in the Star Wars universe is a Star Wars anime directed by the dude who did Cowboy Bebop. I think that's mm. Shiro Watanabe or, uh, no. yeah. But That's I mean, it. he did the Blade Runner short and it was awesome, you know. So and he's doing the Blade Runner series, anime. Exactly. Series. You know, it's like the dude like clearly has sci-fi chops. Well, he did Cowboy Bebop, he did Samurai Champloo. So the music for a Star Wars series that he did would be yeah. awesome. He did. Uh, I I believe I'd never seen it, but he did a uh, Kids on the Slope. Is that the name? It's one about music. It's about a band, I believe. I think he did that too, and like Tokyo Magnitude 8.0 or something. It's like maybe it's about like an earthquake destroying Tokyo or something. Oh, is that uh, Tokyo Japan Sinks 2020? No, that's the thing. So there's like a couple okay, okay. like that. Japan Sinks is by the dude who did uh, Devil Man Cry Baby. Uh, okay, see. okay. Which another horror anime, but at the same time gets pretty over the top uh, and a lot of sexual and graphic content. I'm gonna watch it now. <laughs> Which to be fair makes sense, you know. It's one of those things that like it's over. It was over the top for me in terms of like I'm like okay, there's too much going on. I like the premise and the idea behind the series, but at the same time, it's like oh yeah, it's literally a show about dem like demons and just mm -hmm. you know like hedonism. So this makes sense. Mm -hmm. What was the last thing you guys heard before I cut out? Great question. I know we've been like tangenting about uh, anime. I think you were talking about the you had a friend over on your Dragon Ball stream. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't hear what I said then. Um, so I put out a tweet for the, the broadcast studio. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you guys want to retweet that and see if we can get some guys in here or not. If, if anybody wants to join, cool. If nobody joins, then that's fine, too. All right, all right, because, yeah, it is coming, uh, let's see, yeah, I'd say the half-hour mark because, I don't know, it's definitely fun talking Star Wars and stuff, like, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, I just don't know what to expect for the future of the Star Wars series. So, like, I, once I have, like, I've mentioned it, I have limited information compared to y'all. I keep driving that home just because anything that happens now, I can have wild fan theories, but... It's interesting being on the opposite side of the equation where people like make fan theories about DC and Marvel con, you know, the DCEU or the MCU. And I'll be like, okay, that, that, that wouldn't work because of X or Y reasons. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's weird being in this like area of like us talking star Wars and me like thinking like, well, wait, did this happen to this character or is this character alive or is this possible? Is this canon? Is this legends? <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's kind of fun, honestly. It's fun being in that area because when I find like my theories, like get upset or they get confirmed, or someone throws out a theory I'd never heard before, it makes it so much more fun. Yeah, that was definitely something we did a lot in this series was uh, theorize, and about hundred percent of our theories were wrong. Yeah. yeah, I remember sitting here and saying, "There's no way they're doing Luke Skywalker. There's just no way." And what did they do? There was Luke Skywalker. I mean, to be yes, fair, didn't we, 
did we say that Mace Windu died or is he still alive? Because he's Samuel Jackson. He he could very well be out there, but I I want him to be dead because I only because I think he's about the most uninteresting character to bring back. Um, at all. Like if he comes back as a as a force ghost, yeah, fine. That's that's cool. Um, but if they ratcon the fact that he was dead, I'm like, eh, whatever. I think that's part of it, right? Is I don't I don't want any retconning. I think that's mm -hmm. like my big thing about this series moving forward is like it hasn't really retconned anything as far as I know. No. It's just like it's just confirmed facts that like we're left in the ether, which yeah. is which is nice. That's that's where you want to be. But I don't want to see if there's going to be anything. I've already told you. I would love it if they canceled out the the sequel trilogy. Sequel. Yeah, I mean the no. the Abram Johnson trilogy. But well, that's just me. That's just my uh, personal opinion. <laughs> Biased, clearly. Well, if we're gonna do this right, then Andy, you are wrong. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That is exactly what I was expecting and hoping for. Okay. You're wrong, and we are mortal enemies from this day forward. Ah, so it's treason then. It's treason. I am the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we're true Star Wars fans if we're getting into it. Exactly. That's a life or death battle. We must wish death upon each other, otherwise, we're not Star Wars fans. Well, the fates intensifies. <laughs> Gosh, I want man. I want to see more General Grievous. I, I, mm. I, I feel robbed. Or I know it's just General Grievous. Also, General Grievous and Darth Vader, and I'm probably missing some characters. But I love the actual cyborg beings, and wish we got mm. to see like a few more of them. You know, it's like cybernetically enhanced uh, or mm -hmm. sustained beings in the Star Wars universe. So I think that'd be fun to see as well. Yeah. Well, Grievous kind of comes back in one of the Vader comics. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, come on. Grievous is, you know, way better. Like uh, I told whatever, whatever that was, was. Like I told you, that uh, Tarakovsky show really gave me a vision of Grievous that I wanted and clearly didn't get. Yeah. Well, Andy, unfortunately, Clone Wars doesn't make it any better. I can say that. Trust me. <laughs> I know. And that hurts because I I looked it up with a friend and found out the Gendy Tarakovsky show wasn't canon and it like kind of broke my heart. Yeah. It's from, the mom from the moment the Clone Wars came on, that, that show stopped being canon. Yeah, I know. And that hurts. But that's also an interesting fact, right? Is like the. It's kind of scary to think that that can just happen on a whim, right? That stuff can just automatically become canon or non-canon. I mean, that's with any form of media. But if George, it's kind of like we were joking, like if George Lucas just came out tomorrow and said like the tri the third trilogy is not canon, then it's like, oh, well, there's like a decade worth of films or half a decade worth of films that just got annihilated from the Star Wars universe. I actually think he, he it wouldn't matter if he said it because Star Wars doesn't belong to him anymore. Yeah, but it's not about who it belongs to. It's about like, I, I, I know. I, I get what you're saying. It's just like I personally, if he said it, um, I'd be. Oh yeah, I know which side of the. the I know which side I of the you're on, dude. Gosh, never had to question that. <laughs> what about you, Austin? If Lucas, 
if Lucas said it's not canon tomorrow, what would you do? I mean, I would have to agree with Ren. I mean, it, it doesn't belong to him anymore, so it's not like it would really matter. I mean, if you read, though, what his version of the sequel trilogy was going to be, I would much rather take this one. Like, yeah. Oh, no, I'm not. I am not giving credit to Lucas as like the greatest creative of all time. Like he gave us he gave us Star Wars. He invented it. He's the father of that universe. But it's one of those things that it's like legacy work now where it just has to be handled and maintained by the next generations. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm like that. Like, I'm not a big fan of of Lucas as a creator, especially now, but in my heart, he'll always be the one who gave us Star Wars in the first place. He'll be the one who gave us that original trilogy. So, bow down to him. It's just that it's not it's not his anymore. And that's not a bad thing, you know. I think that yeah. that's uh, I know that's what you got to admit. Like, or not you, but you know, I got to be okay. Yeah, with that. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, though, if you hear about the way he actually like sold Lucasfilm, I mean, it's I can see where he's kind of a little. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about earlier, Andy, a little booty bothered by it. Gosh, booty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what did happen there, like with his uh, departure and his cell? Well, supposedly from what I've heard and read is uh, Bob Iger kind of like conned him into selling Star Wars. Oh, that's fair. So he, but again, too, he, he wanted to anyway because, you know, just the way everybody received the prequels certain characters and actors and all that stuff i mean obviously he's just like no somebody else can worry Mm -hmm. about and do this and of course he got four billion dollars and he gave a billion dollars to a college of his choosing and oh i mean think about it man he's got three billion dollars if he ever wanted to make another movie he could self-fund his own movie it's a lot of cocaine I find that hard to believe. Oh, sorry, Ryan. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, you're good, man. You're good. I, I, I was just saying that we had a snow day, and I'm starting to think it's not actually snow. The, the, that was just it. It's George having a grand old day. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm having a great day. Thank you. A Christmas miracle. But I, I just like I find that a little hard to believe. I mean, like you know, you never know. I, I find that hard to believe that like Lucas was kind of conned into it. Like I, that's not to discredit you, but I'm talking about like that takes like a certain kind of arrogance if like you don't have a legal team ready to like go to bat for you, or you get tricked into selling the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's how he he sees the situation, and and I respect it. But there's two sides to every story. Yeah, and that's 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 my takeaway, right? Is that yeah, is like I don't know enough about the dealings or what went down. If there, you know, there's always especially like politics to this crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's also the Star Wars franchise. You know, it's like finding an oil field. No, like I'm not gonna like if someone's like, oh hey, you have to give me that oil field or you know whatever. It's like I I don't, or at least not until someone literally proves me right or something you know or you right mm-hmm. like you're sitting on a gold mine he knows it or knew it so either a he was just in a bad spot b someone like you said tricked him really well because they could also lawyer up and legal him to death because yeah everyone knows disney has like done a lot in terms of trade law trademark and copyright law and just media 
Have you guys, by the way, seen that video where he suddenly randomly shows up on the back of a documentary that's being shot? Oh, yep, yep, I've seen that one. It's. I'm going to send it to the group. Austin, if you want to play it on the stream, it's it's ah, so so incredible, so funny. The way they put some music playing in the background. I, 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 wanna, I, wanna, I want Andy's reaction to be on record. That's why I'm suggesting we put it up here on the, on the stream. I'm, I'm game, man. Yeah. Like you can wait. You can post videos to the stream. Like, wait, how do you yeah, know? we can do uh, window sharing. All right, show me. All right. What the? Austin's got to take care of it. Gosh, <clears throat> Lucas, like visiting on some rando. You said it's an interview or a documentary. No, it's some guy shooting a documentary on the street, and then Lucas shows up on the background. That's legitimately kind of crazy. Or. Huh. You know, you're talking reactions. I wonder what I would do in that situation. I mean, yeah, I, it, I'd squeal. It's so freaking. The guy, here it is. The guy doesn't look at him. Let's see. What is this in the back of, a, let's see, some. Oh, he's just around. <laughs> what the? <laughs> 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 what documentary is it? Like, where are these? People? I don't know. It's got to be LA, I think. Yeah, like they're like they're like you can't tell. Like, what kind of like how? What documentary is that? Like, there's like where like legitimately where are they that that is just a, like California? Yeah, LA, right? You said LA. Like that's just like uh, boom. <laughs> 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 and he just looks at the camera. I love how he looks directly at the camera. And looking like an absolute dad, white Reeboks <laughs> on, blue jean. Oh my gosh, that is that was glorious. I, I think that uh, that documentary got way more views due to that than it would have gotten otherwise. What documentary is that though? I don't know. <laughs> That is freaking insane. <laughs> awesome and insane, but what the actual heck? <laughs> that was great. That is stupid. Stupid fun. Stupid. He was probably on his way to sell Star Wars at that moment. Can you uh, imagine? That would be caught on film. That would be even funnier. Oh gosh, man. That was great. The music even made it. I've never yeah. seen it. With the, I've never seen it with the music before. So that was. Oh, we've uh, never seen it with the music. Oh, no, that was. That's the only one I've seen. Oh my god, that's great. That was. George Lucas. Someone's got to do an edit where it's Duel of the Fates that comes on when he when he enters. <laughs> or even uh, even Vader's theme, the Imperial March. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's should. It's like it's so stupid. It is so stupid of me to forget that. Like it's so stupid that I forget that celebrities are just people. You know, I, yeah. I hate putting it that way, but I forget that you got guys like Lucas, like can literally just like walk around on a good day, right? On a good day, they can do it. Can just like walk around without bodyguards or like security detail or like some aura of protection or some bullcrap, you know, around them. Like it. That is so cool. But also, if I were that guy and I realized I didn't get to shake George Lucas's hand or something, I'd just be depressed for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel that way about Stan Lee. I never got to meet him. 
Yeah, I know. I, I regret not going to more comic. Once again, I'm not really a convention guy. I've been to a, to a few in my life and they still like kind of make me on edge. Cause I'm like, you know, just on edge cause you're surrounded by so many people at once. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's still one of those things where I wish I had like put myself out there a little bit more, go on a convention so I could like meet him, get an autograph, but same time. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, again, I've interviewed a celebrity on here, and I mean, yeah, she was pretty down to earth. Like, it's crazy just how like chill and cool she was. So that still is like insane to me. But mm-hmm. I know I've never like really inter. I've never well, not really like I've never like interviewed anyone. So just having the opportunity for that alone is insane. Yeah, it's still surreal, man. For I sure. can't believe it happened. But yeah. That's sure. all I got on the Mandalorian, and I guess on a, I know the potential of ever meeting Lucas or Stan Lee in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's uh probably gonna do it here. And I guess one more quick question before we leave, though, you guys, since it's gonna be over a year till Mando comes out, Gosh. are we gonna do a review series for the Book of Boba Fett? I say so. I say but, yes. Talk of talk of fat. Let's do it. Talk of fat. Gosh, that is a uh, me well, and names, man. Me and names. They immediately come to my head. I was gonna say, and assume, and assuming I'm not, and assuming I'm still alive or not in jail by then, then we'll uh, we'll be good to go. <clears throat> or 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 not too busy. I mean, whatever work that, takes us. <laughs> that, that, that's a good point. That's 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 probably more realistic. All right, guys, that is going to do it for the finale of the Talkalorian Live. I want to, again, thank Ren and Andy for this awesome experience. It's It's been fun. I can't wait until we uh, get back into it. So, guys, is there anything you want to plug? Ren, we'll start off with you. I just uploaded my, not just, but I uploaded my Godzilla vs. Kong trailer reaction, so you can go check that out. I have a video coming out on theories about WandaVision after the third episode just aired, and I'll have early reviews for Netflix's The Dig and STX's The Mauritanian coming very soon, as well as Studio Ghibli's um, Earwig and the Witch. Okay, and then, let me see if I can eventually figure this out here. And Mr. Andy King. All right, uh, just dropped a Demon Slayer season one review on my channel because it dropped on Netflix. I'm doing a rewatch right now. I literally basically dropped a review because I've been meaning to for a while and I'm trying to convince my girlfriend to watch it with me. <laughs> uh, I've also got a new podcast episode dropping at 7 p.m. Central Time on Monday the 25th with my man, Austin. So please tune in for more content coming soon. All right, and obviously you guys already know where to find me if you're already here, SPC Bird 317-1993, so. Thanks, Ray. And with that being said, you guys, make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't already, and we'll see you in the next one.